0: Welcome back to the final hour of Tip Today. 1800 938 007. The text in WhatsApp is 083 311 3311. I'll tell you about that competition in just a little while. I'm not forgetting it. I will get back to it in just a little while. But it is a voucher uh, to encourage people to shop in lovely Thurless this Christmas.
1: For every problem, there's a solution. Dear Phil, on Tip Today with Phil Prendergast.
0: And Phil is with me. Do you know I feel today, Phil, you should be listening to all my problems.
1: Well, Fran, if you want (laughs) me to listen to those, I'd be very happy to do so and hope I can give you some solace, comfort and advice.
0: Oh, I'm sure you could, Phil. I'm sure you could. All right, then. Letter number one to Phil today. My partner and I have been together for over a year and it's all going well. At least I thought it was. We were at my house watching a movie the other night when my phone died. I went to check something on Google and my partner offered me his phone to use. I did. And when looking for Google, I noticed that he still has Tinder on his phone. I was a bit taken aback by it and I asked him why he had Tinder. He laughed it off and he said it's been on his phone for ages and he must take it off. But he made no attempt to do so there and then. Now, it's really bothering me since. I asked a friend of mine to search for his profile on Tinder and lo and behold, he's still on there. But he doesn't seem to be active. So what should I do? I feel like if I approach him about it, I look psycho. But I really don't think he should have any profile on Tinder if he's with me. After a year, he should know if he wants to be with me. And I feel like he's hedging his bets a bit. Am I being unreasonable, Phil?
1: Look, he's not active on Tinder. He didn't run immediately to take it off his phone. And why should he either? He's not active on it. I think she's completely overreacting to something that she Mm. found out accidentally.
0: And he handed her but, his phone.
1: And he, exactly, he wasn't hiding it. And, do you know, Fran, there can be multiple apps on our phones that we no longer use, or we've gone on to a better one or a better source of information or a more validated source or whatever. And you don't think, it's every now and again, you think, it must clean off that, all yeah, them widgets and yokes that are on my phone. And, and you just do it. But, like, this chap is not guilty of anything. He's with this girl over a year. What is wrong? Nothing
0: so she says I look psycho so she, <laughs>
1: she I mean that's an overreaction as well she won't look psycho but like there's nothing wrong this relationship is not broken mm-hmm. there is nothing wrong she should like why should he have say, oh god yeah I must take that off straight away because that's like they're together over a year right I mean we're talking like 52 weeks 54 weeks whatever yeah. it's a short enough time in relationship terms even though some people know immediately mm-hmm. that they're going to be together forever but like i think she's overreacting here
0: mm yeah
1: i i just don't feel it i don't feel that you know that she is picking on something that she knew nothing about before her phone battery died Um, And she's kind of overreacting to it. I think she should stop worrying. And um, and she got a friend to check it again, which which is a little bit sneaky. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's not active on it. So there is nothing wrong here.
0: Yeah, what does it say about her own self-esteem, though? I would
1: say she's probably lacking confidence. Um, She must uh, feel a little bit insecure in the relationship for her to be worrying and fretting about something that really she discovered very randomly. And I don't think that when people meet someone, they immediately say right, okay, I must get new clothes, I must dress differently, I must talk differently, I must go to different places, I must develop these attributes, I must take Tinder off my my profile or as part of my, my widgets or whatever it is, the apps that you have in your phone. It's, it's not something people are saying, well, that was my life then and this is my life now. You know, I mean relationships take a while to evolve. They don't get sorted really sort of, you You don't make the commitment. I think it's something that grows. Um, There's this would probably worry me if she's starting to fret about things that are not issues. Yeah. What might she be like if something became if, if an there
0: issue? There was an issue, yeah.
1: You know, I think she needs to relax a bit right. and just accept it at face value. Because he
0: seems fairly chilled, doesn't he? He, absolutely. Laughed, he laughed it off. He gave her the phone. He said, you know, oh, I must take that off, you know?
1: Yeah, but like he didn't rush it. <sighs> We're watching a film or something. Like, what? You know, I mean, she's, she's been very insecure. And I think maybe she's lacking in confidence. Maybe she should have some relationship counselling. Mm. If that's This big a deal, but this isn't a big deal. In fact, he had tender on his phone.
0: All right, okay. Uh, Letter number two. I'm kind of confused a little bit by this one, but anyway, dear Phil, I went to a friend's wedding recently. We had a great night. The only thing I found strange on the night was the bar tab went on really late. I even asked the bar staff why and was told it hadn't reached its limit yet. A week after the wedding, my friend was on honeymoons, so as the bride, I presume, in America. I got a message from her looking for money for the drinks I had on the bar tab, as I wasn't supposed to have had them because the hotel had made a mistake and they were overcharged. They were supposed to have given them to a certain group of people at the wedding that gave them a present of money. She said the Irish guests were not supposed to get drinks on the tab. Shocked by this, I rang the hotel and looked to speak to a manager as I couldn't understand such a mistake, as I've worked in hotels and management and bars, so I know how the bar tab works. I was told there was no mistake made and it was already paid for. Also, that they would sort it out with the bride and groom. I said this to my friend. She got annoyed with me and said some not very nice things. We haven't spoken since, and I've noticed other people have fell out with her too. To add, I didn't go mad. On the bar tab, as I'm uncomfortable drinking other people's money, and each time I went to the bar, I had money to pay for my drinks. I'm so upset, as we were good friends before this. She was never like this. Do you think there's any way I can fix our friendship?
1: Um, I think it's a very bizarre situation. Isn't this It's really weird. Um <laughs> I the idea that the Irish people at the wedding were to pay for their own drinks while were they supposed to wear a green shamrock or something on their forehead? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a very bizarre... Did they sign?
0: Or how did they know how many drinks that she had, for example? Did you have to sign?
1: I, the I I don't know how the, that system works, but I'm sure somebody might enlighten us. But mm. I mean, either way, um, if you were on a free bar, I, I think most people would have a bit of decor yeah, they wouldn't yeah. be drinking kind of 19 drinks or anything well I tend
0: to drink less if there's a I would drink I would less as well yeah. because
1: obviously if you're going to have wine with a meal and you have a drink beforehand you're not really going to keep going at the drink afterwards mm. because first of all this kind of the dancing, you're socialising with people. Now there are people that really love going to weddings and love falling down drunk but I mean it's not for most people now and also there's an end. But there's a certain innate, I think, responsibility as well that if there's a free bar and you go up and you offer money they say no the bar is sorted and this is a, a free bar. How was she to know? She wasn't. And I don't think the bride really should have been looking for money for anyone else and especially when the management told this lady, that the the bar tab had been paid for. So
0: not only are we unclear about this, but obviously the barman was unclear about this and the hotel was unclear about it.
1: Yeah, and also the girl herself was unclear about it because she offered and had money each time. So she obviously offered and they said, no, the bar tab hasn't reached its maximum yet. And I don't know either how you would be expected as bar staff to know that the people that might come up with... Now, I'm just saying... That might have an American accent or a different accent. That those weren't to be charged, but the people, the bog frogs, come up and they say "hunk," give us this, and suddenly they are charged. It's and, a bizarre situation. And what about the
0: line? They were supposed to have given them to a certain group of people at the wedding that gave them a present of money.
1: But friend, like most people, give presents of money now yeah, because yeah. what do you like, who wants to get fifty kettles?
0: Right. So, in terms of fixing up the friendship, then, I mean. If she didn't drink that much, you're probably, what, 30, 40 euro. Wouldn't you be better to... Right. I,
1: I just find it very bizarre. I find yeah, it I extremely bizarre. I don't know... I mean, this girl is very bothered by it and she says, mm. do you think there's a way I can fix our friendship? And I think she needs to have just a kind of a chat with her and say, how were the bar staff supposed to discern who gave money to the bride? And I'm wondering what she gave her. Like, is, you know, people can contribute by paying for towards the cost of the flowers or give a voucher towards you know I mean there's Mm. many many ways you can contribute to a wedding without it being actual cash now most people I know as we would ourselves you would just give cash of course you'd cover the cost of your your, um, your meal and you would you would cover a bit more than that and like that's the basis of a wedding really
0: weddings cause so much I mean even in our discussions over the years weddings come up time and time again as being they do
1: they're problematic and I think part of the problem is when you have so many complexities and you have so much hype about the day and I mean I know a fortnight ago where they had the engagement of the sister at the sister's wedding which again I thought was an appalling thing to do because just don't rain on someone else's parade but this seems to be very bizarre and I think maybe in the writing of it, it mightn't be clear to us, but I am very confused because how were the bar staff to know who to charge for drinks and who not to charge. Sure you and were they, did they have a list of people and say, well, what's your name? Oh, you gave them 250 or three? <laughs> Here's, a drink. Here's a drink. No, there's a drink for you, all right. You, you'll be able to have as many drinks what's as fella you But the fellow beside
0: you, he... he himself, Sorry, no. No, no,
1: no. Yeah, we didn't get anything it. from you yet. The envelope was just with a card. Sorry about that. Yeah.
0: Make for great drama. I um, absolutely.
1: Say. But it's, it's, a, it's not a very... It's not a very clear thing. I don't know. I think maybe she she needs to go and have a chat with her and explain to her, look, how were we supposed to know this? And also, what was she doing on her honeymoon? I know, sending phone, call, sending phone calls or sending messages to a friend about you owe us money.
0: I don't know. It's very very strange. Letter number three. Dear Phil, my wife and I have been married for four years. We have no children. When we first got married for our first Christmas together, we decided that we would spend Christmas with our own families the way we always have. And we would just celebrate ourselves that morning before heading off. We've done that for four Christmases now. But I really think it's time to decide on our own traditions. I asked my wife this week if we could look at doing something else for Christmas that wouldn't separate us. She is adamant that she wants to go home to her parents because that's what she's always done and I'm welcome to come with her but that's as far as she is willing to compromise. I think it's a bit unfair and I said if I go with you this year will you come to my family next year? But she said no. She said she would always go to her parents for Christmas. I asked them about what will happen when we have children but again she said they will just go with her to her parents and I I can come too, or go separately to my family. I also suggested that we have our own Christmas at home, but she said she doesn't want the hassle of cooking and she loves going home for Christmas and doesn't want to change her tradition. I think she's being very unfair and unreasonable, but how should I approach this?
1: Uh, Do you know what? I think this is probably complex enough insofar as the woman seems very stuck, and she can't see beyond the situation she's in. And I, I think when you're married, like maybe the parents would love a break from always hosting the family, and she could invite the parents to her house and start a tradition. I mean, it's reasonable what the chap is asking after four years. It is reasonable, but he can continue to go his way, and she can continue to go her way. But like come christmas if they have children and i would hope that they do mm. uh, if that's all to be for them that they would actually start making christmas special in their own house of course because yeah. it's the natural thing to do it's just something that evolves and i can remember our first Christmas, being married and sort of like we, we had to go out because first of all, me and turkeys didn't get on at the time because I knew nothing about them. I just thought, Jesus, like I just knew that we had an aga at home when we were young and just went in. Everything smelled nice. And I, I got sick that evening always because I ate <laughs> too much chocolate because it was there, I see. Um, apart from the turkey. Yeah. But like this is a kind of a um, looking for what seemed to be a reasonable sort of a conversation for the husband to have with his wife and she saying no mm. and she just doesn't want to go.
0: absolutely no in fact absolutely yes. yeah
1: and, and also that when they have children and look they mightn't be able to have children that's another complete story and mm. I wouldn't want to be putting the hex on them but like it's a perfectly reasonable thing that he would want to stay in his own house do his own house up. I mean, I loved the Christmas traditions. I, lo- I remember when my lads were very, very small, and we had this kind of a very posh fireplace, but anyway, I put uh, shoes down and put glitter all around it, so Santi's footprints were in the. the and I good. can remember the kids being two and four or one and three of this, the excitement I can the excitement, I can Christmas imagine, morning. Yeah. and it was the whole thing. You have to go to bed. No, you have to have a bath. You have to go to bed. You have to get into bed. You have to get into your new jammies sure, it's now at fantastic, first Sunday. Isn't it, and yeah, I mean the everybody. excitement for us was as big as the excitement for them. Yeah. Because I can remember my horrendous disappointment when I was about nine when I saw a bike coming in the front door. Now it wasn't coming in by itself, <laughs> it was coming in by my father. God rest him. But I can remember being yeah, quite yeah, of course. So excited for the bike, I wanted to go out in it there and then, but I couldn't pretend I'd seen it because uh, I'd have been killed. Of
0: course, yeah. So what do you think then? I mean, she's not for changing like Maggie Thatcher, so, you know. I, I
1: think there's going to have to be a sit-down. And you know, I mean, don't start the row now, but I mean, it's obviously, it maybe it's just something that she should say, or he should say, will, will we ask the parents to come here for Christmas so is that we change around. Maybe they are fed up, maybe they'd love to be invited out. Mm. And Fran, it can be that when traditions are very ingrained, I think the girl has to take account that she has a husband and she's had him for four years and that she has her own house. And it's it's a kind of a cop-out to say, no, I, I don't want to cook. I'd, I, I'd rather just go to my parents. She's no longer the child. Here. She is an adult. And I mean, I think it's fair and reasonable that there should be. Uh, I'd want it. I'd want to get the atmosphere going in my own house. I'd want mm. to start our own traditions mm. of things we would do. And it's and mostly at Christmas time. While it can be very traumatic for some people, and I'm aware there are people listening that are dreading Christmas yeah, because of the sure. cost or because of martial breakdown or relationship breakdown or problems or sick people. I real, and people that have lost and are bereaved over the past year, that's all going to impact on how Christmas is viewed. For a lot of people, it's very complex. This this woman is may have been flippant in how she answered it. It doesn't read as if it's flippant mm. though, and so mm. we can only presume. But like I think the time would be to have a mature conversation about look, the real thing. And okay, while they have no children, this might be fine to continue. But maybe her parents don't want it.
0: Maybe so indeed. And maybe they should have
1: a conversation about that.
0: Yeah, well, communication is what it's all about. They tell me.
1: Well, Fran, it is very true. And um, communication and miscommunication is one of the biggest causes of strife at Christmas for a lot of people. Uh,
0: that, well, that's for certain. Phil, it's always good to see you. Thanks very much indeed.
1: Pleasure, Fran.
0: Um, if you've got a dear Phil problem you'd like Phil to have a look at, you can email us. And that's uh, tip today at tipfm.com.